the whole point of accounting mm -hmm. is to judge performance, okay. right? Welcome to Biz Build Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Welcome back to the BizBuild Podcast Season 2. I'll be your host, Chief Style Officer of Diamondback Tool Belts, Damani. You can find me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. I'm here with El Jefe, um, the president of Diamondback Tool Belts, Connor Crook. Say what's up, Connor. What's up, Connor? Connor gets really mad at my long intro, so I just wanted to bring him in real early so that he can be involved. And we have a special guest for you today. We're here with Bryce Fletcher, who is actually the official new accountant for Diamondback Tool Belts. Say what's up, Bryce. What's up? What's happening? I'm going to start this episode off with a little bit of a historical reference. Do any of you out there know who is the richest person in history, like counting in inflation or whatever, over the course of history, who is considered to be the richest individual? I'll wait. I won't wait. The answer to that question is a man by the name of Mansa Musa, and he was the king of what is now present-day Mali, and he got rich off gold and salt um, long, 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 long time ago. The man was so rich, in fact, he was a Muslim, and when he decided to take his pilgrimage to Mecca, and he traveled with so many people and with so much gold that he single-handedly deflated the economy of Egypt when he traveled through there because his people spent so much gold and he gave so much gold away that he deflated the value of gold in the entire country of Egypt when he traveled through there. That's rich. Wouldn't you have loved to be his accountant, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd have been nice. Yeah, at a time when like they were counting, you know, stuff on abacuses, you know, those right. little bar things with the beads. Yeah, but I feel like I'd I'd have to be like physically fit, you know, because right. I'd be like literally picking up gold bullion bars and like moving them. That's yeah, a, that's a that's a different kind. Because they used to pay with pay for things with these gold bullion bars or gold dust, like little bags. And so if you wanted to pay for something, you'd give them like a bag of gold dust that weighed extra, like X amount of grams or whatever it is. And that's how you made these large payments. Is that anything like angel dust? <laughs> Some people might consider it angel dust. <laughs> Slightly healthier. <laughs> right. Um, and so I guess accounting way back then was very, very different than it is now. Like the, the they had sophisticated systems in those era in those eras, but at some point in time, um, and in my my research that I do for this podcast, I've learned these things. Uh, there was a guy named Luca Pacioli, an Italian monk who came up, who wrote a book called the Summa di Arithmetica, Arith, Arithmetica, right? And he came up with what is considered uh, the 
the father of modern day accounting, which is the double entry bookkeeping system. I bet you know a little bit about that. I know too much. Tell the tell, tell the <laughs> listeners what what why double entry bookkeeping revolutionized accounting. Uh, so double entry bookkeeping lets you know that there's a right answer, right? So for every um, uh, you start with a, a balance sheet, mm-hmm. right? For uh, that back then they didn't call it a balance sheet, but right. basically that's probably some weird Italian word. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that Italian's weird. I'm just saying that I don't understand Italian, so it's weird to me. So, uh, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the uh, balance, basically for every uh, entry you make on one side of the balance sheet, you make another entry on the other side of the balance sheet. And that's not an exact uh, description, but basically you have one entry uh, that is balanced by another one. Right? Okay. So you know and we're that, talking about like your debts versus your, your right assets, so or? there's uh it's a way of knowing that you're not missing anything right mm-hmm. so the whole system has to balance at the end of it and mm-hmm. if if it's not balanced it means you missed something or something's missing from the trans series of transactions so like for example if we talk about uh cash mm-hmm. you um sp- say you spend 10 bucks on um a tool okay cash gets Credited ten dollars, you give someone ten dollars of your cash, mm-hmm. and then you have an expense uh, called you know supplies, or you have an asset that's called tools, mm-hmm. and you debit that uh, ten dollars. So there's oh, okay. th- you something gets hit for ten dollars, and something gets raised for ten dollars, and mm-hmm. it's it's much more complicated than that. Yeah, the double imagine. entry system makes sure that there's always uh, a counterbalance for every transaction that's made, mm-hmm. and the whole system is balanced at once. All right, on. yeah, but you're not. You're, Currently, you're not working a double entry, right? So system. you know, now, now that we have computers, mm-hmm. uh, basically computers do this. They put programs together that do this in the background, and then they okay. put a very pretty interface on it that you you know you come in and you click a button and it does all the double entry accounting. In the right, so it just corrects it all for you or sets it up. Well, it's kind of like me using Grammar Check. You know, yeah. or spell check, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to spell the word yeah. as close to it as I possibly can, and I'm yeah. going to let Google fix now, it. Now, having said that, like, uh, a lot of these programs will tell you, hey, you can't screw this up, and that is not true. <laughs> All right. And, and I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, yeah. uh, which is why you need an accountant, someone to manage the system, because they'll yeah. say, you know, this can't go wrong, and then it does and then go it wrong. And then it does go wrong. <laughs> so. And we're definitely going to get into a lot of, like, why you need an accountant. Mm-hmm. But I want to back up a little bit to talk a little bit about how you, Bryce, got into accounting. Because I know a little bit about you, and I know that you didn't, you know, just graduate from high school and say, okay, I want to stare at numbers all day. Right. You took a pretty interesting path to get here. Yeah. It was definitely not traditional, uh, the traditional accounting path. So... Uh, I went to school um, uh, here in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. and then uh, when I graduated, I graduated in 2006 with a degree in English, of all things. That's a good degree to do nothing with. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know if you all remember, uh, in 2008, mm-hmm. the economy wasn't doing so well. So, oh, I was yeah. I was two years out of school. Um, I had... You know, I could speak fairly well. I could write fairly well. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really have any any skills. So um, I had grown up, uh, I was a farm kid. I'd grown up um, on farms, fixing things, building things. And so when I was 18, starting in the summers, I started uh, swinging a hammer. I mm. worked for, first as a laborer uh, for framing crews during the summer, and then I started doing site work. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I started framing myself and um, building houses and that sort of thing. So uh, when I graduated college, it was two years out. Uh, I was working for a builder building houses. And then I said, hey, mm-hmm. I could probably do this. Right. So I started my first business, contracting okay. business, probably like a lot of your listeners. Huh. These guys, you know, it's just me with a truck and some tools going around, yeah. um, taking jobs and saying yes. Yeah. Being like, hey, do you know how to do this? Can you do this? And I'd be like, yeah, uh-huh. I can do that, even if I had no clue. Right, because you didn't want to lose the account. You want to lose the job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I did that That's for- That's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I did that Con- for a couple Connor of years. will attest to that. <laughs> hey, I mean, Connor asked me to do stuff. I'm like- I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to find out. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I started that business in 2007. Yeah. Uh, and 2008, 2009, things were going so well in the economy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. And I just, I, I lost my behind. So mm-hmm. I, I shut it shut it down. And then I went and worked for probably another six years, five or six years for other builders. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, uh, I ran a framing crew. Uh, and then um, I worked for a, a big uh, general contractor and did a couple of restaurant build-outs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I looked around and said, I got to find a way to get back into business and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I was going to go to business school. Right. But instead, uh, so, but I, I did the math. I was like, oh, business school, you know, I could pay $150,000 and graduate with debt. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Uh-huh. Um, or I could get a, take some classes and get an accounting degree for much less money. Um, it's a shorter path to getting paid right away. Exactly. Okay. So um, I took one class um, and was hooked. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It made sense. There were rules. Um, it is its own art form. And so I uh, I got somebody to give me a break uh, in the accounting department of a law firm. And then I spent six years mm-hmm. grinding my way through basic accounting, started mm-hmm. doing tax returns and all that other sort of stuff. And I loved it. Uh, and the part that I loved was interacting with the small business owners. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best part. Um, even Connor? Even Connor, believe it or not. There's rumors out there that he could be difficult to get along with sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't say that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you went from, you know, framing to accounting. And in the very abstract way that my mind works, there's still a, a tether that sort of links those two things. Because when you're framing any sort of structure, there are rules that you need to follow in order to uh, create a system that is going to be stable and last for a very, very long time. There's The math is very, very specific. You're cutting your angles. You have to have things done in a very specific way. And this creates an end result that is favorable and long-lasting. Right. There's got There's some carryover of that to the world of accounting as well. Definitely. I mean, the whole, you're talking about systems and processes, mm-hmm. and that's true across any business. It just happens to be that accounting in particular is really driven by systems and processes mm-hmm. because as our Italian friend hundreds of years ago yeah. or whatever it was, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. they've been working on those systems since the- Mr. Pacioli. Right. And right. I'm saying that's so wrong. I <laughs> no. sound so American. <laughs> Pacioli. 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 Uh, yeah, so it's real systems driven, mm-hmm. um, and I like I like those systems, and it's because again, there's a right answer, there's a wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's much less, you know. I feel like you know, coming being an English major, there's really no wrong. No, answer. there is no wrong answer. <laughs> I mean, there might be, but you can argue that it's not. Yeah, and no one can really tell you as yeah. long as your argument is sound. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. 
You're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani. And I'm Connor Crook. Um, it's that's there's a lot of gray area there. Um so let's get in, get into the more of the business thing. So let's uh, I'm gonna create an imaginary scenario. We're gonna start, run from there. So I'm, oh I'm starting my own business, and I'm small time at first. I'm Connor two years ago, working out of his office, out of his law office, trying to sell some tool belts, and uh, I'm seeing numbers starting to come in. I'm trying to keep track of things, and I'm like, man, this is no different than me maybe bouncing my checkbook or you know check, checking my my account statement for my home life. Why can't I just continue to do this myself? Uh, great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody can for a little while, mm-hmm. but then you got to start thinking about if you're really going to grow, um, specializing, mm-hmm. right? Um, what it takes for a small business to succeed is a whole mix of skills that is almost impossible to find in one human being. Right. There are some people out there who are superstars and happen to have that mix, and they, you know, they are they are the visionary, they are the technician, they are mm-hmm. the back office. They don't need to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> okay. Right. So. Well, you don't know me well enough. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so most people start off. Most people start off. Um, uh, if I get lost on this tangent, bring me back. No, no, home, that's right? cool. I'm following. You. So uh, there's a book called The E Myth, written by Michael Gerber, and his whole point is. Uh, most businesses are technicians, people who are good at what they do. They have entrepreneurial seizure, right? They're like, I'm going to start a business because I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. But that's only part of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, you also got to manage the business. You got to have the vision and the strategy for the business. You also have to run the back office and do all the uh, work behind. So um, as you grow, as you, when you start, everything's simple enough. You can kind of manage and, and get by on those things. But as you grow and you start to experience success, you need to know what you're good at, mm-hmm. know what you're not good at, yeah. and then outsource so that people can specialize. Man, that sounds really familiar. That's sort of a theme that we've hit on a lot of our podcasts is, you know, you start off, you're a finished carpenter. And right. you decide, I want to start my own finished carpentry business. Well, after you have three employees, you're no longer a finished carpenter. Right. You don't touch the work. You're now a business owner. Right. Mm -hmm. A whole different set of issues for you. Right. Right. So. And I guess it it makes sense, too, that, um, like you said, specialization. You want to bring in people whose sole focus is that particular issue or solving that issue or dealing with that particular thing. Because you may be the most talented. I may be the most talented person in the world and be able to do all these things. But it helps to just have someone who's their all their attention is on this particular issue, right? And it's not it's not divided, right? Well, and they have the skills to do it more efficiently than you do, mm-hmm. right? Like something that would take you three hours. If it takes you three hours to balance the books, mm-hmm. I can do it in ten minutes, right? Right, and I may build a bang bit humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> or an accountant may do it in 10 minutes. But it's just what an accountant, no, yeah. no, you will do yeah. it in 10 minutes. I'll probably do it in 10 minutes. That's why we but, hired this guy. He's but good. The, but the point is, uh, you know, you're not wasting, you're doing what you do best, which is focusing on building your business and generating revenues and managing the quality control. And then you're letting the pros handle the stuff that you're not so good at. Mm-hmm. And those three hours that you could have spent, that you were spending balance in the books, yeah. you just made 1500 bucks for your company right. because you were out in the field I'm generator selling, shaking I'm hands. Doing, right, yeah, uh-huh. right? Huh. And you may pay me a little bit more to get it done, but your net is higher because right. you were out doing what you do best while you let me do what I do best. So there's, um, 
I've heard two different terms when it comes to accounting. I've heard the term accountant and I've heard the term bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. Are they synonymous? Is there any differentiating factors between the two things? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, a, it's a little bit gray, mm-hmm. but uh, bookkeeper, you know, if you're sort of doing the hierarchy, um, you know, bookkeeper sort of like basic level. Uh, if you hire a bookkeeper, you want to hire a bookkeeper, you're looking for someone who can uh, handle your accounts payable, pay your bills. <laughs> Uh, handle your accounts receivable, bill your clients, mm-hmm. um, enter those checks, those payments, and those deposits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sort of frontline accounting. Okay. Uh, that's your bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. They keep your books. It's service level stuff. Correct. Okay. An accountant, and this, you know, again, it transfers between the two all the time. Mm-hmm. An accountant is, is, is sort of at the next level up where the accountant is revu- reviewing your books and doing a little bit of quality control, mm-hmm. but also doing things like adjusting for um, what we call accrual-based adjustments. So, like things. I have that, no idea what that means. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting into trouble here. Yeah, no, uh, no, 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 give it to. So me, you're doing things like, like my it, job on this podcast is to play dumb. Yeah, and most of the time I'm not playing. Yeah, so if we step back a... (laughs) Just determine what Damani is best at. (laughs) Uh, If you step back for a second, the whole point, the whole point of accounting Mm -hmm. is to judge performance, right? How are we doing? And how are are we doing? um, What do we need to change Mm -hmm. so that we can do better, right? So the way that you do that is the whole point is it's called the matching principle. So you're matching your revenues mm-hmm. with your expenses, mm-hmm. right? So you can say all of these things that we use to make this money, did we actually net a profit, right? Right, okay, yeah. So there are things that aren't cash-based, you know, that that go into the expense of what you um, uh, what you actually spend. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say a great, a great example is, like, insurance policies, right? Your company mm-hmm. has insurance policy. You pay insurance you know, let's say it's a million dollar company, you're paying a $20,000 insurance policy mm-hmm. and the insurance company wants their money on April, you know, April 1st. Mm-hmm. So you're paying for the whole year, mm-hmm. right? So April looks really bad, right? right? April uh-huh. looks really bad because you're not, you, you spent all this money. You were, you yeah. you lost your rear in April. Yeah, you well, just cut a $20,000 check to the insurance company. Right. Yeah. But not really, right? right? Really. Because that's 12 months of expenses. Right. So what an accountant does, and an accountant does the things that, uh, appropriately moves those expenses and allocates them throughout the year on your books. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's a little bit higher level mm-hmm. than basic, you know, cash in, cash out, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds to me almost like the the whole concept that a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Like an accountant is a bookkeeper, but a bookkeeper is not an, always an accountant. That's great explanation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I can understand things. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So we sort of talked about why um, why a small business would need uh, to have an accountant, um, but let's talk about some of the, the 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 other benefits that come with keeping correct books, and then also having a good sort of idea of what's happening in your uh, company financially. I use Google all the time to prepare for these interviews. Yeah, man, and I and I. I love the Google. I love the Google, and I like to ask Google questions like, Google, will I ever be rich? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What does Google say? uh, I don't like the answers. Google, will my teenagers ever stop annoying me? (laughs) It's not working. They are no longer teenagers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, 
And so this morning I typed into Google, I said, uh, the top reasons why you should have an accountant. Ooh, okay. Dot, 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 tell me. What'd you get back? Uh, they gave me five. Okay. Number one, to get all of your deductions. Okay. I'm just going to start there. What do you do for us to help us get deductions? And what are we talking about? What, for Just for the sake of covering all bases, what are we talking about when we say deductions? Yeah. So this is a big question, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it com- goes back to a larger question. Uh, you and I talked uh, before the show about uh, – Financial versus managerial books. Oh yeah, let's touch on that. Right. Yeah. So this is this plays to that question because deductions have to do with what we call tax books, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking for tax deductions. Yeah, I don't want to pay the man. Right. So, and this is why most people get pulled into paying attention to the books first, right? Because okay. they have to. There's this whole area of uh, accounting called compliance. Mm-hmm. And compliance means complying with the man. Yeah, like, yeah. Paying the government, right? Dude, that just made me get like a bout of anxiety when yeah. you said that. Yeah. 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 Imagine what it does to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're looking at it all the time. <laughs> this is my life, man. Yeah, I just heard it once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so deductions uh, is the front of most people's mind because most people want to keep their money and not give it to the government. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um so that falls into the category of people usually come, they want a, an accountant to do their books because there is a law that says you have to file your taxes. Mm-hmm. And based on those, based on that report that you file with the government, yeah. you're going to get charged a fee on whatever you made. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people go to accountants because they have an economic incentive that's very, that's cash based mm-hmm. to look for things that reduce that bill mm-hmm. to the government. Right. Yeah, like I went out to lunch, but I took a business partner with me so I can write that off right. on my taxes. Or I had to buy a new suit to go to a business meeting right. and write that out on my gas expenses in my car. Right. And, or, you know, uh, you know, this is my cat is the mascot for the business, so ah! I'll write off all his vet expenses. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> the po- you know, I got to pay for the, the pool membership because that's where I go to de-stress. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it gets pretty creative sometimes. Really? Yeah. And yeah. can you get away with stuff like oh, that? Oh, hell no. Oh, oh, okay. Hell no. Okay. No, that's, I mean, <laughs> but everybody tries. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. tries. And that's part of my job is navigating, uh, letting people know, yeah, you could do that, but mm-hmm. you're taking a big risk. Mm-hmm. And in my professional opinion, you probably shouldn't. You now, don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so to answer the question, uh, we're talking about financial versus managerial. Um, this is even separate, sort of separate from financial and managerial. These are mm-hmm. sort of tax books, mm-hmm. um, and that's how deductions uh, right. play okay. into that. Funny thing is, is that uh, deductions are probably the least beneficial, um, the smallest benefit that you can get from running a good set of books, and that plays more into the financial and the and the managerial. Well, dang stuff. Google, you put this as number one. Yeah. Well, they're 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 appealing to the masses, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get your tax write-offs. That's right. Tune into the next episode of the Biz Build Podcast for part two of this conversation. You won't want to miss it. You've just been listening to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm your host Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D A M A N I, or follow Connor on Instagram at Diamondback dot 
You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today, and we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe.